the lonely people. Loneliness is a reality. And I, I share this story probably once or twice a year just because it so uh, impacted me in a, in a great way. When I was 16, 17 years old in, in high school, my dad and mom uh, split up. And my dad uh, stayed in, we woke up, and my mom, brother, and sister went to uh, Rochester, New York, where my, my mom's sister lives and still lives today. Her sister still resides there, her and her family. And I'll never forget, I stayed back in Wewoka with my dad because I had an opportunity to get a football scholarship. And, and so I stayed back and ended up uh, getting a football scholarship. But that was probably one of the loneliest seasons of my life. I'll never forget the first Christmas without my, my mom, brother, and sister. And we were really close to mom. I, I was close. All of us kids were close to mom, uh, kind of mama's kids, and spent a lot of time hanging out with mom. And I was very close to my brother and sister. Matter of fact, my, my brother and I, we shared a room together uh, growing up all those years. And how many know when brothers share a room together, they're best friends sometimes and they're the worst enemies sometimes. How I many know I'm going to knock you out? Stop it. Quit blowing your nose like that. You know what I mean? You know how brothers are. But we were really close. And I'll never forget that first Christmas being in my bedroom without my mom, brother, and sister, holding my pillow, crying my eyes out. One of what was really going on. My heart felt like it was ripped in a million pieces. I felt nobody could understand, could understand what, I was, what I was going through. It was definitely a very lonely, painful time in my life. And many of you in this place, you can relate to me because at some point in your life, you've experienced loneliness. You've experienced hurt. You've experienced pain, maybe even at a deeper level than I have experienced in my life. And here's the reality. If you go through this journey called life, you live long enough, you will experience loneliness. You will experience pain. You will experience hurt. And the issue is this. How do we deal with it? How do we handle it? How should we respond to loneliness and pain and hurt? And what I want to do today from the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, I want to give you three lessons on loneliness. Three lessons on loneliness Number one is this, as we just kind of get some answers today about this thing called loneliness. Number one is this. You can follow along with me in your bulletin. Loneliness can happen because of things beyond our control, beyond our control. Let's look together at Luke chapter 1. We're going to be unpacking these verses here in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through through 33. The Bible says in this, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, Now, understand this story. Little Mary was just living a normal, everyday life. 
She was somewhere around 13 to 16 years old, just a young girl who was engaged to be married to a fellow named Joseph. And, and no doubt, Mary, this is one of the happiest, most exciting times of her life, like for most ladies, as she is planning her wedding. She's excited about her wedding that's, that's coming up. It's, it's, it's an exciting time in life. And then, and then out of nowhere, an angel shows up. And Gabriel has some shocking, almost unbelievable news that he shares with Mary. And Gabriel said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. I mean, no, Mary's response was, say what? I mean, you know what I mean? What? Huh? I'm going to have a what? And out of nowhere, Mary finds out she's going to have a baby. And, and friends, this situation was beyond Mary's control. She, she didn't nominate herself to give birth to baby Jesus. She wasn't praying to have a baby. She, she wasn't, had no warning or foreknowledge that she was going to carry, give birth, and raise the Savior of the world. I mean, can I tell you something about Mary? She is one of the few people who has ever lived on planet Earth that can say these words and they be true. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Now, a lot of people say that, but it's not true. But when Mary said it, it was true. Nobody understood what she was going through. I mean, here Mary is getting pregnant by God. Now, I know some of you tried to use that before, but that's not true. I mean, it's not true. <laughs> but, but for Mary, it was true. Got pregnant by God. Gave birth to the Savior of the world. Mary raised a perfect child. I mean, the perfect child. Now, now I want to help some of you out as your pastor. I want to give you a nugget now. Some of you think you, your child is perfect. No, they're not. Just wanted to be a help to you today, be a blessing to your life. L listen, Mary raised the perfect child, and, and she watched her child. He had to die for the sins of the world, and she watched Jesus hang on the cross, bleed and die. And then he was put in a borrowed tomb. And then he got up on the third day with all power in his hand. You're talking about lonely. You're talking about all kind of anxiety and hurt and pain as her son dies. And then all of a sudden, he's alive and he's walking on planet Earth again. And all of a sudden, he gets taken into heaven. He's alive. He's breathing. He's fine. And baby Jesus, this grown now 33-year-old man is risen into heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father. Can you imagine the loneliness and the pain she's going through is now she'll never spend another day with her son Jesus. He's alive, but she'll never eat another meal with him. She'll never celebrate another holiday with him. She'll never spend face-to-face -face time with her son again. He's alive and well, but never face-to-face -face time again. Lonely, hurt, pain of a mother. And friends, one of the things that you can count on in life is that things will happen to you beyond your control, beyond your control. Losing a, a loved one, beyond your control. My mother just passed away two weeks ago, beyond my control. Be being laid off in a rough economy, beyond your control. Sickness in your body, sickness in a loved one's body, beyond your control. A spouse walks out on you beyond your control. A friend stabs you in your back beyond your control. A spouse has an affair on you beyond 
your control. People mistreat you beyond your control. Listen to me. Here's the deal about life. Situations in life can make you feel very lonely. Life can throw such curveballs that you feel like at times you're the only one experiencing the pain, the hurt, and the loneliness, loneliness that you're going through. I know what I'm talking about. I know what it was like as a 16-year-old kid to hold that pillow, to cry my eyes out, to wonder if life is really worth going on, to wonder what in the world is going on, the loneliness, the hurt, the pain that was in my heart. And many of you have experienced loneliness, pain, and hurt, and you felt like nobody understands what I'm going through. Loneliness can happen because of things beyond your control. There's a second thing that I want you to understand about loneliness, a second lesson. Number two is this. Your uncontrollable situation can create confusion. It can create confusion. The Bible says this about Mary and this, this story, Luke chapter 1 and verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled. No, no doubt she was. She was greatly troubled at his words, the angel's words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. She, she was troubled. The Bible goes on to say in verse 34 in Luke 1, how will this be? She's confused. How can I have a baby? I've never been with a man. I, I'm a virgin. She said, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, how can I have a baby? I, I'm, I'm a virgin. I mean, Mr. Angel, I don't know if I want to have a baby. Confusion. Why is this happening to me? I, I, why was I chosen for this task? I, I can only imagine the thoughts that entered Mary's mind. Listen, Mr. Angel, I've got my life planned out, and this is messing up my plans. I'm planning on getting married to Joseph. I have a future. I, I don't know. You listen, a baby was not on the radar screen. Especially a baby by God. I mean, I just, I didn't plan this. It's messing things up. I'm confused on why this is happening to me. And the angel told Mary in verse number 30, the angel said, do not be afraid. That's very interesting. Do not be afraid. But, but who could blame Mary if she was a little afraid? I mean, who could blame Mary if she was feeling afraid and lonely and, and confused? I can only imagine how she felt and what she experienced as she was thinking and the overwhelming thoughts, I'm going to get pregnant by God. How is this going to happen? I'm going to give birth to the Savior of the world. I'm going to raise him. He's going to die for the sins of the world. I, I mean, I can only imagine the thoughts that entered her mind. Thoughts like, Joseph may not marry me. Joseph may not go through with this marriage if I get pregnant. Can you imagine what Mary said to Joseph when she told him she was pregnant by God? Can you imagine that? I can just picture it. Joseph comes over and he knocks on the door and she opens the door. Hi, Joseph. How you doing today? You look so handsome today. Did you get a new haircut? You look so handsome today. Are those new camel shoes you're wearing? Those camel shoes. Oops. That new donkey cologne, ooh, that new donkey cologne is, mmm, that smells so good. Come here, Joseph, just, just sit on the couch with me. Just sit down. Jo just hold my hand close, Joe. Hold, hold it tight. Joseph, I've got some good news and some bad news. Now, Joseph, the bad news is I'm pregnant. What, Mary? Don't grab my hands, man. You're pregnant. 
Who, who, who have you been with, man? I thought you were going to save yourself for me. No, 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 Joseph, no, no, no. Come, give me your hands, Joseph. Listen, listen. The good news is I'm pregnant by God. What? Mary, come on, Mary. Be real with me. Be, be honest with me. I thought you loved me. I thought, I thought we were going to get married. You're, you're pregnant. I mean, Mary, how could you do this? No, no, Joseph. I'm serious, Joseph. No, no, no. An angel came to me. I'm pregnant by God. Mary, don't you try to run game on me. Don't be trying to drop the God bomb like God did this. God didn't. Joseph didn't believe her. I mean, who would believe that? Who would believe that story? And Joseph, the response in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 20, is very interesting. Joseph didn't believe her. The Bible says this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, notice this, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Now, now back in those days, the way that they ended an engagement, because an engagement was very, very serious, they were almost married. They, they, they didn't live together. They, they were not intimate with one another. But this was serious. And to get out of, uh, of this engagement, Joseph actually had to present, present a certificate of divorce to end the engagement, not, not to go through with the pro- It was very serious. And, and Joseph didn't want to embarrass her, but you know what? He didn't want to get married either. He's thinking Mary's pregnant by, by he says by God, I believe it was by Rod. But anyways, I mean, I don't believe her. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to get married because I don't believe her story. And, and the Bible says in verse number, number 20 says, but after he had considered this, after consider, he considered leaving her, not marrying her, the Bible says an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says an angel showed up to talk to Joseph in a dream. Can I tell you, if Tiffany would have told me 13 years ago she was pregnant by God, an angel better show up. Amen. I mean, <laughs> huh? Because I don't believe you. I mean, you know what I'm saying, huh? And Joseph, I'm, 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 I want to be honest, Joseph is a better man than Herbert Cooper. Because let me tell you, the Bible says an angel showed up in a dream. It wouldn't have been a dream for me. Uh-uh. No, uh, Gabriel himself got to show up. I want to touch your wings to believe this one, huh? I want to touch your wings. Don't tell me Tiffany's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. No dream. I'd have had too much pizza is what I believe. No, you got to come to me and talk to me face-to-face, angel. Because I don't think I'm going through with the wedding. She's pregnant by God, uh-huh. But Joseph believed the dream. She's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the confusion Mary's going through as Joseph is thinking about leaving her, not marrying her, all behind this thing she's trying to follow? God! Confusion. 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 Can can you imagine her her thoughts that her family could reject her? I mean, think about this. Did Mary's family really believe her story? I mean, come on. These are regular, real people. I mean, just just bring it in the 21st century. Your 13-year-old daughter comes home to you. Daddy, mama, I'm pregnant by God. Do you believe her? Uh Uh-uh. You don't believe her. 
And you know the interesting thing about this story? The Bible doesn't talk about Mary's parents. It never says that, that an angel came to Mary's parents to inform them that she was pregnant by God. It, doesn't, it never says that. Can you imagine what she was feeling at home, the ridicule, the shame, the guilt, her siblings snickering at her, laughing at her? She says she's pregnant by God. Who believes that story? Mary, yeah, I mean, we know little Mary. I mean, that, that didn't happen. Can you, can you imagine what she's feeling at home? Can you imagine the rejection she got from the community? Confusion. Can you imagine what people were saying in the marketplace? Can you imagine what people were saying on the streets about, about Mary, the rejection she was feeling? I mean, can, can you just imagine people talking, Mary's walking by, hey, hey that's Mary. <laughs> Mary says he's pregnant by God. I think she's on Reva. But anyways, but something's some wrong with Mary. And guess what? Here's the deal. Did you hear that Joseph believed she got pregnant by God? <laughs> Ooh, Joseph. I mean, I, I mean, I know Joseph. I thought him and his parents were slow, but I didn't think they were that slow. Cuckoo, cuckoo. God did it. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, come on. Come, can you imagine? Can you imagine the ridicule she faced? Confusion. 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 Can, can, can you imagine, you know, because there was a possibility that she could be stoned to death. You see, according to the law in that day, that the, the penalty for adultery was to be stoned to death. I mean, you remember the lady in the, in the book of John chapter 8 that was caught in the act of adultery? The, the story says that they, they caught her in the act of adultery. They threw her down. They called Jesus over, and they wanted to stone her to death. The reason they wanted to stone her to death, because that is what the law permitted and can you imagine Mary thinking, I mean, if I get pregnant outside of wedlock, I could lose my life. I could die. This is serious stuff in our culture. God, why did you choose me? Confusion. 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 And some of you today, you're facing a situation that has brought confusion to your mind. You're, you're going through it right now. You don't understand why, what's going on, and many questions are flooding your mind. Why did this happen to me? How in the world could somebody do this to me? Why am I going through this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking right to your situation right now. The pain, the ridicule, they stabbed you in your back. He left you, the child that went wayward. Why? God, where are you in the middle of this? Where are you? Why is life so unfair? I don't get it. Why me? You see, life can bring situations into our life that bring confusion, loneliness, and pain. Point number three, point number three. I don't want to leave you there. Some of you might go home and take a big bottle of pills if I leave you right there. So let me bring some hope to you, all right? Huh? Some of you are like, man, I shouldn't have came to church today. I mean, it's, whew, my Lord, I, Herbert's usually got some hope, but not today. Let me close with point number three. Let's turn this around, the story of Mary. Number three is this. When you're lonely and confused, you can have incredible faith. Hear me today. You can have incredible faith. And some of you here, you are lonely. You are confused. 
You're, you're going through it today. Life has been tough on you. The divorce has overwhelmed you. The death of a loved one has, has de- devastated you. The, the loss of your job has depressed you. Your friend stabbing you in your back has wounded you. Your kids have caused you grief and they hurt you. Your marriage is getting worse instead of better. Your body is getting worse instead of better. And, and your mind, and you're confused, you're lonely, and you're hurting, and you're even thinking to yourself on this point three. Herbert, how in the world can I have incredible faith, faith with the obstacles and the pain and the hurt and the loneliness that I'm going through? How can I have incredible faith in God? Let me share three nuggets with you today. Number one is this. You need to realize this. God will be with you during lonely and confusing times. Don't miss this. God will be with you during lonely and confusing times. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 35 says this. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Listen, Mary, you're not going to have to do this by yourself. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. God is going to be with you. He goes on to say, and the power of the Most High will over." shadow you. Listen, Mary, you're not going to be isolated and alone. My power is going to overshadow you. I'm going to be with you. Listen, Mary, I'm going to help you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Can I tell you, that changes everything around when you realize that God will be with you when you're lonely, when you're confused, when you don't understand, when life has thrown you a curveball. The one piece of news that you need is that God will be with you in the middle of the valley, that God will be with you in the middle of the storm, that God will be with you in the middle of the pain and loneliness. God will be there. The psalmist David said it like this in Psalm Psalms chapter 23. This is a psalm that many churched and unchurched people know where David began the psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And he goes down in verse number four and he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, listen to me, Christianity doesn't exempt you from going through the valley of the shadow of death. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't exempt you from tough times. David, who loved God, he's known as a man after God's own heart. He says, listen, I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. King Saul wants to kill me. He's chasing me around with his army. I'm hiding in caves. When I do get in the king's palace to help him and play the harp, he's throwing spears at me. He wants me dead. Life is tough. Life is hard. I didn't ask for any of this. I've been serving God wholeheartedly, and life has thrown me curveballs, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, here's what he says, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Can I tell you, God's not just with you on the mountaintop. God's with you in the valley of the shadow of death. God's not a God just of the mountaintops. God's the God of the valleys. And somebody needs to hear today, God's with you in your valley. God's with you in your difficult. If you're a follower of Jesus, God is with you during your difficult season. He sees your pain. He sees your tear, he, tears. He is right there with you. And what I like about what David says, he says, even though I walk, everybody shout walk. Come on, don't stay in the valley. Walk through the valley. Come on, that's a word for somebody. They walk through the valley. Come on, God will be with you and will help you walk through the valley, not stay in the valley, but you're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and you can do that because God will be with you. The Isaiah, the prophet says in Isaiah 41 and verse number 10, so do not fear. And boy, can I tell you, at times, life can be so difficult. Fear can grip our hearts if we're not careful. But it says, do not fear. Why? For I am with you. 
God is with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He's your God. When it's difficult, when you're hurting, when you're crying, when you're lonely, he's your God. And here's what he says, I will strengthen you and help you. You need to realize that today. God will strengthen you. You can make it through this. I know it's difficult. I know you're going through the darkest days of your life, but God will strengthen you. And he goes on to say, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God will uphold you. He can do it. He'll uphold you. God will be with you during confusing and lonely times. There's a second thing that you need to know. Say, Herbert, how can I have incredible faith when life is difficult, when I'm lonely, I'm confused, I'm hurting, I'm in pain? Number two is this. You need to realize this. You need to realize this. God has helped others during lonely and confusing times. God has helped others during lonely and confusing times. Notice what God's, the angel says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 36. Now, this is very interesting to me. It's kind of out of nowhere. As you just study this portion of Scripture, the angel just throw, comes up with this out of nowhere. Here he is talking to Mary. You're going to have a baby. God will be with you. His spirit will overshadow you. Uh, he, he, he's going with this dialogue. And then out of nowhere, he brings this in. He goes, listen, listen, Mary. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. God says, check this out, Mary. <laughs> I know this is hard to believe. What I just told you. I know all these thoughts are flooding your mind. Will Joseph be with you? Your How are you going to make it through this difficult? I, I know, I know it's, it's, but here, here's the deal. You know Elizabeth, your relative? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, that old lady. Yeah, that old, old Aunt Elizabeth. Yeah, she's all, she's pregnant. I mean, she's married. She never had a baby before. I, I know, I know, I know. She's pregnant. I've enabled her to get pregnant in her old age. The woman who's said to be barren is pregnant. Because listen, 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 Mary. I helped Elizabeth. And I'll help you. I'm no respecter of person. And I helped Elizabeth. And Mary, I will help you. And somebody in this place, you need to understand, listen, what God, God has helped other people and he will help you. And there are some people, you know exactly what I'm talking about because one of your loved ones died and they died and you didn't know that you could make it through the death, but God helped you and you made it on the other side. Come on. They divorced you and they left you and you thought you were going to lose your mind, but you're still here in your right mind because the Lord helped you. One of your kids broke your heart in a million pieces. They devastated you. And you didn't think you could make it through that. But the Lord brought you through the Lord. Hell, you were sick in your body. You thought you were going to die in that hospital room. But the Lord stepped in and he brought you out. And he has helped you. Somebody in this place, you ought not be here today. People can't believe you're in church. You ought to be in your, out of your mind in some nut house. But you're still here today giving Jesus praise because the Lord has helped you. Is there anybody here that will testify? Just throw up a hand and say, the Lord has helped me. Come on. The Lord has helped me. The Lord has helped me through some stuff. I've been through hell and high water, but the Lord has helped me. The Lord has helped me. And there are some people going through difficulty right now. You can look around this building and get some strength. God helped them and he'll help you. Come on. You know some of the people in here that raised their hand. They're a bunch of chumps. Come on. But God helped that chump. So he'll help you. He'll help you. He will help you. Number three is this. Number three is this. So, Herbert, how can I have incredible faith, man? And life's hard. It's difficult. I'm confused. I'm lonely. Nobody, I feel like nobody's been through what I've been through. Number three is this. You need to realize that God can do anything. 
Seriously, God can do anything. The angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. I'm talking to somebody today. It doesn't look like a lot of hope. It looks impossible. It's difficult. You don't see how things can turn around. You don't see how in the world Mary can get pregnant by God. I don't know how this could ever happen. I don't know how my situation can turn around. Nothing is impossible with God. And even though this was a lonely and confusing time, Mary believed that God could do the impossible. She had incredible faith. And I want you to see Mary's response in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 38. Mary's response because she had incredible faith that God could do anything. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. I am. Joseph may leave me behind this. And I may be a single mama raising a baby. But I am the Lord's servant. My family may not believe my story. And they may ridicule me, laugh at me, put shame and a guilt trip on me. But I am the Lord's servant. The community may ridicule me. They may make fun of me. They may try to get stones and stone me to death behind this. But I am the Lord's servant. Life is a little difficult. I'm a little lonely right now. I'm a little confused. But I declare I am the Lord's servant. And there's somebody right now that you're going through a difficult time. You're thinking about giving up on God, giving up on church, giving up on the Bible. But you need to declare just like Mary. Listen, put your feet down, plant them firm, stick your back up tall and say, I'm going through hell and high water. But I am. I am the Lord's. I am the Lord's servant. And the Bible went on to say that Mary said, may it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary said, listen, I'm going to serve God no matter what. May it be to me as you have said. I have faith in God no matter what. May it be to me as you have said. I I believe that God can turn it around. I believe that God can really make this thing happen. I believe that God can take my loneliness and confusion. I don't get it all, but I believe God can take it and turn it into victory and joy. And God did that for Mary. And Mary had a little lamb. And that lamb was white as snow. And that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. And he died on the cross for my sins sins and he got up on the third day with all power in his hands and God took the loneliness and confusion of a little teenage girl and he turned it for her good and his good and he got victory and joy out of that and God can do the same thing with you he can take your pain he can take your loneliness he can take your confusion and God can turn it into good. He can turn it into victory. He can turn it into joy. God can do that for you. I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. Lord, thanks for your word. Thanks for your presence.